Hi, uh, good morning. My name is uh, Ramesh Kumar. I am co-founder, CEO of Zaki Point Health. Uh, we are basically a population health and uh, cost driver um, analytics platform to help employers, medium-sized to large-sized employers, uh, to really better understand the risks in their employee population, uh, leveraging the data. But then most importantly, uh, we use all of that data to help the member navigate this uh, really um, challenging healthcare uh, in an arena. Like people have no idea what things cost. People have no idea what kind of benefits are available to them through the employer. So we make it a lot easier by bringing the data to the member uh, through a mobile tool and uh, allow people to connect with various benefits and services related to healthcare. Ramesh, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and oh. good morning. Good morning. Um, I wanted to start by saying, um, one, um, I've known you for quite some time, which has been really, really amazing that you have grown and progressed in so many different things. So I'm gonna start by saying, where do you start? Like, tell me your story of who you are and what led you to the point where you're doing this right now? Sure. So I, I kind of see myself as an entrepreneur. I've always kind of imagined myself as an entrepreneur. And uh, so about five and a half years ago, I was uh, you know, working on some new ideas, different ideas, wanted to come up with a, a technology-driven business. And uh, at the same time, um, I was helping my dad to be healthier. Um, he's got high BMI and had bypass surgery in his mid 40s. So I kind of thought, okay, let me just really uh, take this as a little project. Um, and so I was trying to help him to stay engaged in his healthcare programs, but uh, learned through that that it's very, very hard to get people to change behavior. Um, but through that also, I discovered that it was very difficult for him to figure out his healthcare benefits and uh, uh, knowing that uh, medication was actually cheaper um, through mail order or even at certain stores, um, same kind of medication. Um, and so through that, I was able to kind of uh, help him see the information and switch to using mail order medication program. So those kind of couple of those things uh, synced in quite nicely with uh, my skills and background in technology and data. And I really felt this must be a problem across the board. And when you start thinking about uh, all the uh, benefits that are available to employees, they're not really using them optimally and there's not a clear way to uh, help members to take the right actions and, uh, and kind of change behavior. So that's really what led us to what we're doing today. I, I think uh, it's, it's not only the right time right now with what's happening in the world, but um, in the past, I mean, I used to uh, get all my algae pills via mail. Uh -huh. um, and when you get, when you're in a traditional position and you're getting all this insurance, you get this big stack of, you get a book. I mean, like whether it's from a, um, the insurance company, from the company, and it's overwhelming. You're already focused on just the job and now you want me to learn about all these different things. I don't really dig, dig into it until there's something wrong with my family, kids, et cetera. So uh -huh. what, I mean, you're, you, you mentioned about the risk, I mean, the health risk. What are the health risks that you are trying to combat? Because an individual is overwhelmed and a company only wants to get their, keep their health costs low. So where does that meet for you? Sure, very, very important question. So. Um, you know, what we first of all try to do is really use the data. So once we have a lot, a lot of the data, healthcare data at a member level, we are able to identify what kind of risks you may have. Uh, and more importantly, you know, what are some basic steps you should be taking 
i.e. making sure you're getting an appointment with your doctor and you're closing gaps in care. And a lot of the time, there's a lot of information, but as you just said, Jody, um, it's, it's perhaps like, look, right now I'm overwhelmed and I might only be interested in this when I actually need to take care of something. I need to make an appointment or I need to get medication. Uh, how do we bring all of that information around what you could do uh, to reduce your risk and to reduce your costs? Uh, at that point, we provide all of that information on your, uh, at your fingertips by using some good technology data through a mobile interface. So that's kind of what we are trying to do at that point for the member. And that really kind of, uh, when, you, when you kind of do those actions, um, you know, throughout the year for all the members on a health plan, you're actually having an impact for the employer's costs as well. Because when you make, as an individual, optimal choices, the employer's costs also are contained. And uh, they take, uh, these middle market employers take the risks because they are self-insured. So they take all the risks on the employee's health and their costs. So that's how it kind of has an impact on the employer. And how long have you been working on this? So about five and uh, four, five months. So five years and four, five months. And how big is your team? So we have about 23 people now. So as a small business, um, 23 people, five years of working, so much passion. Um, clearly, there was a pain point that started with this. Um, what are the things that you're finding to be um, challenging, pro- like post, I mean, pre-COVID um, and now post, because the health concern is number one priority for everyone, especially with a lot of people working from home. A lot of employees are not sure how they're going to progress. What is the main concern that you're dealing with right now? Well, so prior to this, as a business, you know, healthcare is very um, opaque to not just individuals, but as a system, it's a very, very opaque system. You have no idea what you're paying for and, and why you're paying and who's getting paid in the middle as well. So that was a very challenging uh, domain to work through because you're providing this value to the individuals and employers, but there are so many people involved along the way. So trying to kind of sell and scale and help them see the value of it uh, was difficult and you need to have a big enough team. Uh, but post COVID uh, for I'm sure every uh, small, medium sized business, they really need to kind of ask the critical question. How can I be a painkiller? How can I be more relevant now um, than I was before? How can I adapt quickly um, to, to kind of add value? Um, so those are the questions we've been asking ourselves uh, over the last two months. And, uh, you know, we launched uh, uh, in the middle of April a new service that really was addressing the information, uh, lack of uh, relevant information for members related to all the plan design changes that were going on, coverage of COVID testing or uh, diagnosis and uh, treatment, and how people could be leveraging more telemedicine now uh, or if the co-pays have been removed on the telemedicine, how do we get that information and uh, promote that to individuals? So we kind of launched that service um, as an add-on and started providing that for free to our existing customers. Mm-hmm. And um, we have launched it with uh, six of our uh, uh, existing employer customers, and that's been, that's been great. It's been exciting. Um, we're learning from it. Um, and so that's how we have responded to making ourselves more relevant. Well, I was going to say that was, a good, that, was, that was perfect because I was just going to ask you, like, what have you done new? Like, what has, what has been created from this? Um, a lot of people are looking to find new ways to stay um, relevant to their, cu- their, their current customers. And to be able to find something and learn from that is, is fantastic. Um, 
you've been in the entrepreneurial ecosystem for quite some time. I mean, this is in your, in your blood. Uh, what would you say to someone that is looking to uh, leave their current position because they're home and now they're thinking, you know what, I kind of like being my own boss, even though I work for a company, I kind of like being my own boss. Um, what would you say to an individual that's looking to leave that position in life sciences or in technology and create their own thing? Yeah, no, I think um, I'm a big, big proponent of entrepreneurship. I get very excited and get emotional and when people uh, come to me uh, or, or want to talk about entrepreneurship. Uh, I grew up in an environment uh, where I benefited. My dad was an entrepreneur and I saw you know, crazy things like where he stacked up the entire house with these uh, fizzy drink maker when I was growing up in Pakistan. Uh, our whole living room was filled up to the ceiling with these fizzy drink makers because he had this idea, one crazy idea, and they all, oh, everyone in the country should have a fizzy drink maker at home. So I kind of grew up with that. Uh, um, so the, the thirst for you know, solving a problem, mm -hmm. taking a risk, and having a belief that this might work out. And if it doesn't work out, what's the worst? Uh, you know, I'll go back to whatever I was doing before. So with that kind of uh, you know, mindset, DNA, whoever has that DNA, I would highly encourage um, to jump. Um, the key is to first uh, identify a problem um, where you can really address it, something very small, something very specific, uh, leveraging your skills, and, um, and then, you know, launch it through, through whether it's a, a technology-driven or otherwise. So just kind of get it out there, test it, um, and then have a mindset that, uh, look, if it doesn't work out, I could always go back to what I was doing before. Um, and if it really does, you know, now is a, is a great time. There's a lot of disruption, a lot of disruption in our daily lives, a lot of disruption in businesses, people are losing jobs. Um, so there's a lot of disruption which creates an opportunity for, for the ones who want to actually uh, tackle this, um, you know, this changing time. So that's how, kind of how I would look at it. Uh, it's a great time to start. Um, you obviously need to worry about your financial standing. So depending on your current situation, however long you can take this risk for, uh, just, just keep that in mind. Can I go without salary or can I go with minimal kind of um, you know, income for how long and do some of that budgeting thinking um, and then leverage all the resources out there, whether that's the uh, mentors, experts, uh, all the way through to, maybe some of the funding that might be available through various sources. So, um, Emotionally, what are the highs and what are the lows of owning your own business? Well, first of all, the lows are, I mean, there are plenty, but the hardest is can you meet the payroll? Um, because you feel this responsibility, you feel people are looking towards you. So that is the toughest time every end of the month. Um, and um, I mean, there are many other lows, you know, um, you're working so hard on something and you think it's going to come through and it doesn't come through uh, or you are, you know, worked hard as a team, you launch something, it doesn't go the way you wanted it to go or it just, you know, failed. Uh, so there are so many kind of lows. But the, the overall high, I would say, are broadly categorized into two things for me personally, and it might be different for different people. First is to wake up in the morning and if you have an idea, uh, have a specific way you think the world is going to move and how you can be part of that, uh, you can actually launch it. You know, in many cases, you can launch it within uh, a week to, to like a month, uh, at least the concept. And 
seeing that and having that ability, the creativity, and and if you have a team in particular uh, to be able to to do that, it's a tremendous high. And um, and and um, you know, so getting your ideas out there. The second thing for me is um, seeing people grow. So whether it's uh, uh, our own you know team members, whether it's our customers, our partners, um, through the work that you do, whenever you have that even a little bit of impact, uh, it gives you a tremendous high. You know, a simple example would be somebody who worked with us um, some years ago, and she was uh, very nervous um, about presenting, and she felt that was she wasn't good at that. And by really pushing her, encouraging her, at some point she stood up and presented in front of 50 people, uh, and she felt tremendously proud of that. Um, I actually felt even more proud than she probably did. Um, so that's kind of, those are the moments that get, bring you a lot of high. I have to say that um, watching your, I mean, look, for me, I'm with you where watching my team members grow, oh my God, it's like, I feel like a proud mama. I'm like, yeah. like I just get so excited for them. And they're like, they're excited, but they just don't understand how you're like the warmth that you feel where like, oh, they did it, they did it. They, and you saw it in them. You knew it all along. They just didn't know it. And so, and they believed in you. So I think that's like a fantastic moment of time when you can leave your legacy behind through somebody else. Yeah, it's not, you know, I, I don't like to see it as a legacy. You know, we are going through life uh, mm -hmm. and trying to have our own impact. It's the impact. I think I, I personally think about impact, positive impact in this world. So if on a day-to-day -day basis I have an impact, then, then it feels great. Awesome. Uh, what have you seen with the industry? I mean, the pandemic um, is definitely, uh, it, came out of, it came out of nowhere, but it didn't come out of nowhere. Um, but what are you seeing in the industry and what do you think that this is going to be like, um, let's just say if the world opens up tomorrow in a perfect world, um, what, what's the post pandemic? I mean, what happens next? So what happened, what did you see before and how are you seeing it next for the, in, for your industry? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think at an overarching level, you know, we are going to see more, uh, like, remote working to uh, connecting through digital tools through to all kinds of different ways where we are going to be working differently. Um, more closer to healthcare, which is where I have a lot more time that I've spent in this industry, I kind of see, today I read an article in the New York Times how hospitals, leading hospitals uh, like Mayo Clinic are having a tremendous challenge on their revenue uh, where they are going to lose 60% of their, you know, high income earning category of like surgeries and stuff like that. And so there is going to be a massive um, push for creating a new business model, how hospitals, how healthcare uh, is going to get paid and rewarded, whether it's to keep people healthy through digital tools um, or whether to bring them into the hospital and do surgeries on them. There's a, there's a big pressure there. And all of these, you know, capital expenditure that's going on or has gone on in the past, um, it's not going to be sustainable. Um, and so I kind of see massive changes, new businesses or uh, new add-on kind of push for more data sharing to uh, better population health to... Uh, better use of digital or remote kind of tools. I mean, I just saw last night uh, companies that just went an IPO, Livango, a diabetes, remote diabetes company, uh, has tripled its share price um, in the last two months. And I uh, saw things like uh, telemedicine 
companies have also grown tremendously uh, where in the past was like, okay, I don't really want to use this as doctors even or as patients. Now it's kind of uh, going through the roof. So there's going to be a lot of um, pressure on changing the business model, how hospitals and um, healthcare gets paid and how people access these things. Um, so that, you know, I think this kind of trend will happen in education sector. This trend will happen in many other information intensive uh, industries, the, the acceleration of that. Um, I mean, this morning and also, actually this morning I received a, a, a message from my doctor and it was like the biggest one, biggest like bold letters. If you have a condition, do not be afraid to come to the hospital. So, and yet two weeks ago, I had a doctor's appointment via telecommunication and my doctor, I love her. She's been with me for 25 years. She was fiddling. She just, it just wasn't her expertise of just knowing how the technology worked. Um, what is the biggest fear? I mean, I have like my thoughts in my mind, but what is your biggest fear in your, for you and your, what you're doing with individuals that need that human connection, but at the same time, that technology is going to alleviate a lot of um, like, um, um, Oh, what am I it's going to alleviate a lot of situations where people could just communicate with their doctors very easily. I can see you. I can see if there's something going on. So there's, and there's just so many different conversations that are being had, had right now where people are afraid to go to the hospital, but yet people don't, there's symptoms that you, you don't need to go to the hospital for. What is, gonna, what is that going to do for your technology? I, I'm really not being clear with this, but I, it's, just, it's just a concern where so many emails and so many communications are coming up with a human connection versus the non-human connection? Well, I guess there are two questions. One is uh, this human connection versus the digital connectivity. What is happening? And is there going to be right balance? The other is, I guess, how it impacts our business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think uh, obviously right now, um, whether it's now over the next three months to six months, uh, you know, use of digital will be big. And we will lose that uh, an opportunity to make those human connections. And we are going to starve from that. And we will be wanting to kind of get out and, you know, go out and connect more. And we'll appreciate more those connections, um, whether it's with, with our family, whether it's our community, whether it's with uh, people who provide us service, like simply even going to the grocery store. And I will appreciate the person who's stacking the, the shelves, like, hey, you know, thank you, so on, so um, and then seeing this person. So, so we'll be wanting to do more and appreciate that hopefully more. Uh, but the, the overall use of digital will go up. Uh, that's, that's just no doubt about that and how we will access for certain kind of uh, situations, particularly closer to healthcare and you know, telepsychiatry. I see tremendous hope and scope for that. Um, I see tremendous hope and scope for basic you know, services where you don't need to be in the hospital and so you can access it anytime and anywhere uh, rather than having to kind of figure out the appointments and uh, you know, travel and all of that stuff. Uh, we might also use less maybe healthcare uh, or use it differently. So, so those things will happen. Um, new norms will come. Uh, closer to our business, I kind of feel tremendously excited uh, because we bring a lot of the healthcare data and we personalize how and what people can do and how they can access healthcare. We'll be connecting with many of these services and we see ourselves more relevant um, and taking, you know, leaves from books like uh, the Amazon story or, or any other kind of industries where leveraging the data to personalize, uh, you know, services to you as an individual 
Um, I think healthcare has really missed the boat on that. It has never done that in the past. Um, hopefully, better regulation, not easier, but better regulation around healthcare data usage and sharing uh, would allow us to access more personalized healthcare across the board. Beautiful. Um, you started the conversation with the word risk. And so whenever people are thinking being online and their healthcare, they're thinking about their security. Uh, what does, what, I mean, how will the security balance with everything being online now? Yeah, and no, I think there's going to be uh, an increased need uh, for uh, different solutions, different, um, you know, level of security requirements. And, um, you know, I think there's going to be tremendous investment that's already go gone into it now. And over the course of last uh, six to eight weeks as well, the investments in security and cybersecurity has gone up. Um, I think it can actually make it more secure, uh, in my opinion, uh, particularly when you think about today, uh, we fax a lot of stuff to doctor's offices. I just don't quite see how is that any more secure that you know, it could turn up at anyone's uh, office there and people could be reading all that stuff. And then paper is kind of, okay, it could be taken out of the hospital or, or that doctor's office. So um, there's scope for making things more secure, more authentic, you know, authentication, more kind of use of biometrics to uh, um, you know, different technologies. I just think it'll probably take a little bit of time for, for many of those things to come to the forefront. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that with more investments and more innovation, whether it's blockchain, whether it's other kind of technologies, uh, it can actually make it better. Yeah. Um, the, I always like to end this conversation in uh, asking for the ask. Um, if you could actually communicate something to the world, um, whether it's for the company or for yourself, what would be your ask of the individuals that are watching, watching this? Sure. No, first of all, I, um, I appreciate the opportunity uh, to, if anyone gets excited about being part of this journey, uh, please join us, come and talk to us. And uh, three is, you know, uh, you know, as we are kind of trying to uh, deliver more value to employers and employees, you know, we're looking to work with more innovative companies uh, that are trying to do the same, uh, whether those are health plans, insurers, TPAs, third-party administrators, um, any of those kind of folks who are trying to bring this new digital connective uh, and personalized uh, healthcare delivery to, to the world, uh, we would love to work with you. Well, Ramesh, thank you so very much for taking time out of your day because I know that all my small businesses and entrepreneurs and innovators, you guys are so busy, you're working so hard, and I just wanted to make sure that everyone out there knows that um, there's a whole group of people that are going to create phenomenal, phenomenal things for the future, and they are really heads down working and they're not just sitting by and watching TV and just waiting for someone else to solve the problem. You guys are solving the problem for us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you, Jody, for this initiative. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Have a good day.